0: conversations chatting all things dogs and running join me michelle me louise as we chat to guests and experts
1: about dogs and running sometimes whilst we are out running Hello and welcome to this week's Canicross Conversations. Now in this series we are going to do Canicross stories where we talk to people that have got started Canicross or got a dog started Canicross and have got a nice story to tell um, and we hope that it resonates with you as well. So this week we've got an old work pal of mine, <laughs> Melanie Greer, from, who is in Scotland. So welcome Mel and tell us all about yourself.
2: Uh, hi, I'm Mel. Um, I am b- based in a town called Livingston, which is sort of between um, Glasgow and Edinburgh. We have got the most amazing range of canny cross routes around us, so um, we are very lucky here. Um, I'm a lecturer at college in fitness, health and exercise, mum to one teenager and uh, dog
1: mum to two. She is. Two, two new oh, ones. Oh wow, two dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... How did you get, because you and I have known each other for a long, long time, and um, I suppose we've sort of gone through sort of our careers together and, and uh, we've both got dogs.
2: how old's your oldest dog? There is four. She'll be five in May.
1: Yeah, so I think you must have got her a little bit before I got pickled, but um, how did you get into canny crossing?
2: So um, I have ran um, probably a lot of times through my life. Um, when I was younger, though, it was sprinty stuff. Um, and then, as I moved into sort of more adulthood, then it was the usual route of doing 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, um, which I found that I really don't have the attention span for. Um, <laughs> I'm really bored. <laughs> Anything over 10 kilometres, and I am just bored. Um, so, I kind of dabbled backwards bored. never to any level, just doing this sort of uh, recreational stuff. And I'd probably fallen out of love with it. Um, yeah. I think sometimes, yeah, as you get a bit older, you things that you used to be able to do without training, you now can't do. Um, things hurt a little bit more at times. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had kind of fallen out of running um, and then we got Brea. Um, and... I, I was still running, but maybe she would free run with me. Um, and I think it literally was an article that popped up in a feed. I don't know if it was a fitness feed or a dog feed or something on on I presume on Facebook or something that talked about this new sport or this new thing called Canny Cross. And I read about it and I was like, running attached to your dog, that just sounds a bit crazy. Um and which is usually the reaction you get to people, you tell them that's what you do now. Um and then I looked into it, tried to find out, and I think I found that there was local, we have canny fit up here, so there was local canny fit classes running, um, but they were just about, I think they were finishing a block, because it was coming into the end of the season, it was about May time. And then I found West Lothian Cross, which is our local Cross club team. And I went along um, one night. It was a beautiful sunny night, which is rare here. Um, <laughs> I know we're going to talk about the weather, yes. but yeah, it was a bit rare. And I just fell in love with it.
1: And what, what, what did you feel Because you your story sounds quite similar to mine. I don't know about Michelle, but...
0: Yes, mine as well. I was thinking that, yeah. Because
1: you sort of, like you, I run on and off for years, but it's sort of this, and, and doing longer runs. I've been talking to sort of friends recently when we've been out running, and my mental, if I run by myself, I find it so hard. Mm. And When you've got the dog there, it's a lot easier. But... Mm. But what 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 is what's canny cross done for you? What's sort of the feelings?
2: I actually, you know, it sounds a bit cliche to say that. I have said to people it's been kind of life-changing. Um I would say, because there's a lot of different aspects to Canny Cross for me. Um I love being with my dog and Brea, I have got a, bo- a real bond with Brea. You know, I know they talk about you you meet your heart, you have your heart dog. Um and I, I truly believe she is that for me. Um I've got a a really strong with her and so anytime I'm with her um it's awesome I think I love that feeling of when we are in complete sync and she is pulling and we are going through tight twisty trails and it's just amazing but I love the fact that I don't need to think about anything else except her when I'm running with her um there's a real mindfulness aspect for me um and that's It's about telling her directions, it's about um, giving her the encouragement, it's about praise and I don't need to think about what is going on in my body at all until I finish. (laughs) Um, And that's what I love, Um, I I think that's what I get most out of it most.
0: Yeah, you're kind of very focused on the dog there, aren't you? So it's kind of, the dog becomes kind of a distraction and the run, while it is for you, I guess it's not really about you, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can I think I, it makes it easier to get out sometimes. You know, can
1: you remember a, your first Cany Cross session? I mean we we Michelle and I do taster sessions for people. Can you remember your first one? How you felt beforehand and how it was Well, I was really
2: nervous. I'm I'm quite as much as I have worked in an industry where I'm public facing and always putting on a performance, um, I do suffer from sort of social nerves. Um, so going to meet new people can be quite a, a scary thing and thinking, oh, they're all going to be faster than me, they're all gonna be this, they're all gonna be that. But um, our, our our club now, you know, that I'm part of now, is they were hugely welcoming. They let me borrow kits, harnesses, tried things on there. Our first one was at a place called Deckman Law, um, which is uh, just near the motorway. And there is a, a fantastic woodland. But we actually went straight to the law. So the law is a hill. A, a very steep hill and what we actually did was we did strength work for the dogs uh, so we walked them really slowly up the hill and then we charged back down it again so Ooh, there was a wow, it was a bit of down, downhill work for us but strength work for them up yeah. um, so it was for me coming from fitness and coming from programming it was like oh I can apply all of this um, <laughs> it kind of worked in my head um, yes yeah, so I, I can clearly
1: remember that first one definitely. But you were hooked. I mean, most of my, I don't know about you, Michelle, but most of my taster session people come away with this big smile <laughs> at the end of their session.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of people's reactions to me are that um, they they say it's, it's so much fun. It's a lot easier than I thought it would be um, and, and just basically a lot more fun than they were expecting. And I think a dog does bring that to your running, doesn't it? Yeah. I a doubt. do Tell, tell us a
1: little bit about and her, her breed and her background. Um, so, um,
2: previous I, I probably we had had, Gavin and I, my husband and I had had a, um, a collie cross, she was a collie Alsatian mutt, uh, she had every dog in her. Um, so when um, we decided that she'd passed um, quite a few years ago and we decided it was time to get a new, another dog, we wanted you to look for some, a breed that was going to work with our family it was going to be an outdoor dog that was going to be okay with the, with kids being about because Corin was young at that time um, and um, just looked through all the breeds and, and identified that a Springer Spaniel would probably fit in with us. Um, a lot of people said we were absolutely mad and uh, they were mental, and all the things. And do you know, still to this day, if I say to somebody, oh, what have you got?" And they'll go Springer, and they'll go, "Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> you, you get an absolute <laughs> reaction. Um, but yeah. you know what? She has been amazing since since she came home. She's uh, just a beautifully natured dog. Um, she is very neutral to dogs, so she's not actually interested in dogs at all. She's very human orientated, yeah. uh, which makes her a perfect cross dog because she won't even, she doesn't look at another dog. Um, so passing and, and being at races and being at events, she's so easy. Um, she uh, She's purely interested in what she's going to do for me and, um, and other humans getting cuddles and pats and stuff. So, yeah, she's been wonderful. So she's been very easy to train um, from that point of view because she's very single-minded,
0: which is great.
1: So is she not a... So she hasn't any prey problems or right, anything. So she's so if you hadn't gone into Cunning Cross, she you'd be able to let her off and and run um sort of normally. So she she will
2: she will chase a deer, she will chase a squirrel if she's off lead to you, absolutely. And sometimes on a social run, you get a fantastic power boost by a squirrel or a deer. Um that's or even just the scent of a squirrel and a deer can up our gears um quite quickly. Um you know that there's something about. Um, if I can keep her in quite tight trails, um narrow paths, quite defined paths, she can stay very, very focused. Mm. Some races where it's been more open in a field or a field situation, she will get a little bit like a bit bored um, and kind of look about a bit. And I know when we raced in Mull um in October the last run in is up this side of a field and I think in the other field there must have been something scenting because she was running at right angles to me um which was not good when it was uphill and I really could have done with her <laughs> but she the scent was so strong there but but if you keep her on tight trails and a defined path that doesn't occur but in wide open yes, yeah, she can get a little bit um but no she she's good off um off leads and stuff yeah.
0: Yeah, oh that's good to know. So tell us a little bit, bit about how you got into racing with her. You've been racing long.
2: So this is my this is my third season as such. So obviously we had one season in lockdown. Um, we our races are organised by an organisation called Sports Scotland. Uh, we have a race every month. There's one race every month um, from September to April. September to mm-hmm. April, September to May, um, and um, they are all courses all round Scotland. Um, I'd say the furthest we go is Mull, which is over in the Isle of Mull. That's a two-day event. Um, um, but and I'm racing this weekend at Mugdock, which is just outside Glasgow and it's a league so every race you do is points um so you know it doesn't always uh, you can obviously the medal first to third medals and stuff like that but you don't you can always build on at your points for how many events you do um we get usually well at the moment they're capped at around about 100 but they can be over that for each event um which which is is good and they're really social and and good fun events Mm.
1: what you um that's the limit they
2: have. I- at the moment it's capped at one hundred. I don't know whether that's a, whether that's a Covid thing or whether it's a licensing. I don't know, but um just some of the races are capped at one hundred um at the moment. Um, but they are, I mean, the one there is the next month's plane went on sale at the weekend there, and it was pretty much sold out by the end of the weekend. so that they go really, really quickly.
1: Would you consider, would you think about coming down into, into England to do some races? Because there are some really good ones. I mean, I, I do the Cross Midlands. Michelle doesn't race yet, but we've got to... I know,
0: there isn't anything really local to us, Louise. I think no. that's the issue. I'm I'm a bit of a home bird and I don't like <laughs> travelling too far. I kind of think, I've got lovely trails here and I kind of think, well, I don't really want to drive too far because we've got stuff in Wales. um, But there isn't really anything near... It's yeah. it's. It,
1: do you do you think the dogs enjoy it more though? The racing, or...? Def, there's
2: definitely an adrenaline rise. Um, Brea is is fairly mute, which is is great as well. And you know what it's like at the start of uh, well, you start an event, and we're we're going off at about fifteen second intervals. So the dogs are all lined up, and the majority of dogs are very excited and barking. And Brea kind of just sits about and looks and goes, "What's up with you lot?" Um, <laughs> she does not. She doesn't get it, but she knows to go to the start line. Um, she doesn't stand line out. She sits on the start line and just looks to the timer, and she watches and waits for her three, two, one, and then off she goes. She's got an absolute routine, and so yes, yeah, she knows. It's definitely different when you go to a race to when you go to a social run. Um, but it's not to say sometimes a social run the dogs are just on it. They're just it's no different to a, a race. They're literally going for it, which is is wonderful. It's a, it's a great feeling to be part of. Just talking about coming down to England, obviously there's the Furnations um, which yeah. is coming up quite soon um, with the, the England, the Wales and the Scotland leg. We, I did it virtually during lockdown, I did all of the um, virtual Furnation events, I did them all round my own trails at the back here during lockdown but I'm finger crossing that we're going to be down to them this year.
1: Oh, that, that's brilliant and, and you and Michelle have the most wonderful places to go. Uh, and I, I look at Mel's uh, pictures on Instagram sometimes, and I think it's just not fair. Um, you know, Leicestershire is one of the flattest counties, <laughs> although it's not that flat, but it is uh, quite flat. And, and just finding those trails sometimes, it's um, yeah, I do get a little bit jealous looking at you too. I'd love to come out, Mel, and come and do a um, do a, a run with you somewhere. Absolutely. Do you always cannycross cross with her though, or do you free run sometimes with her now? Still. I do
2: free run because I do find that it it does make a big difference. Um, You know, she has no issues about running up hills. I do, however. Um, And I think because um, she has probably really matured in the last couple, last probably year and a bit. physically and that she's a very strong dog and um, she likes to think she's up with the big dogs um, or, or at times as well so I like to hope that I could uh, sometimes I don't feel I necessarily do her justice so I think I need to do uh, I probably should do a bit more but I, yeah I do some off uh, do some um, non-dog or dogless running um, uh, some hill work um, just to try and keep my fitness up so that I can match it with her
1: it's really hard going out without them though, isn't it? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would do it. quite honestly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I literally go out and we go out and we go, oh my God, we went out on uh, Saturday morning and it was, I mean, it was a storm here. Um, and we did a, a, a flat 10 um but along the canal. And I don't know how we didn't end up in the canal because of the wind and the rain and yeah, it, it was not... The fun of running with a dog, no.
1: <laughs> but you have to get out with your dog, don't you? And, and, yes. and that's what I always say to people, But especially when I arranged social runs, like this weekend it was wet and windy and, and people were going, oh, I don't want to come, I don't think I'll come. And it's like, you still got to walk your dog in this. Yep. Why don't you run it? Because it'd be quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dogs are more tired
2: because you know they, they get so much more out of it. It's not just the physical stuff. They get all the, the, the head stuff as well, the enrichment side of things mm. too. And... Um, you know, I always find it as you know, she's she's good good and good and rested after a run.
1: It's really interesting. And I, I don't know if you knew this really, Michelle, but I've learned so much through pickle and having and doing canny cross. And, and we've obviously talked to lots of people, haven't we? But I I with all my I've, I've had dogs before and I've never really realized about the, the sort of mental side mm-hmm. of it. Um because I think I've had well-trained dogs before I had pickle. And so I didn't. Yes, I know I put it down, but um, but and so I find it like you. It's just the concentration she does when she's out running is you know if you just do a five k, it's enough for her. You know.
2: I think so, and I think the thing with um, with Bria was because everybody was like, oh, Springer's are this and Springer's are that, and they're highly strong and stuff. We've done a lot of. Um, and head stuff with prayer. So we'll do a lot of, of scent work. We'll do a lot of um puzzle work and stuff like that. So that the canny cross is just another level to that, just to to give her something that yeah, she, she could have a very strong prey drive. But I think because um she is enriched in other ways, then it keeps her a bit more focused.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, I think. Yeah. Um so you mentioned that you had a bad storm this weekend. How is the weather up there? You're obviously a lot further north than um, Louise and I are. Um, does it kind of get very bad in winter? Do you have to change kind of what you do in terms of running routes and things and kit?
2: Yeah, it, it, and it... You kind of expect it's going to be raining at some point um on your runs. <laughs> um it, it brings the mud in it there. I do see, I do think that the dogs run better in the cooler weather. They yeah. they definitely are more comfortable with running in that than when we get warmer weather here, which still wouldn't necessarily reflect like your warmer weather, but it is for us. <laughs> um yeah, it can be pretty crazy. Um I think if we go out and it's, it's icy, um, that's one, I think we did a run uh, just recently and it, it was there was black ice, so we, you couldn't see it. So it's your first tail is when you see the first paw go out and you're like, oh, crims, here we go. So that can make things a little bit more adrenaline. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, I suppose it's changing your footwear, just having a, a good few different types of, of tail shoes. I've got um, my Solomons, which are my more diggy grippy shoes for for wet muddy trails, and then I've got wild horse for if it's a bit more hard packed, or if it's not been raining, or it's a bit more frosty and a bit hard on there. That can kind of make a difference. um But uh, yeah, our weather yeah you kind of just turn up. We 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 arrive in our dry robes and we leave in our dry robes. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: well, that's a good idea. Actually, I've never thought of taking a dry robe with me.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen more people do that now, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. yeah I've um, seen
0: a lot more people just wearing them as coats out and yeah. about, and I think I really must dig mine out. Yeah, a useful piece yeah.
1: of kit. Do, do you ever use, because you obviously get more snow than we do, do you ever use booties on on the pools? I haven't ever, no. Um, I've only, um, I, I've. I've ran
2: I've run in the snow a few times and and um it, it's been absolutely fine. I've just got um I think it's doorwest uh paw bam. Um I've got that if uh, I, if it's been cold or we've been out on something else, then I'll just put a little bit on her paws and stuff there but she touched wood we've never had any issues yeah. um, with her paws but I've never worn boots and I, I'm not sure she would be too impressed if I put boots on her. I think
1: they walk Honestly. around like you know. What <laughs> <be, laughs> yeah, yeah. we, well, we didn't ask you though actually we're talking about your kit in, in this sort of weather what kit does uh, Bria wear?
2: So um, Brea wears the non-stop free motion harness um, and she's worn that since the start um, and I know I think because I, the first springer I saw was wearing that one and I got it but she just runs well in it um, yeah. she can, if anything higher up I would know about it because she would draft quite quickly mm-hmm. so she, she wears the non-stop free motion to race and it's the non-stop line harness that we use for walking and hiking when we do our canny hikes mm-hmm. um, and I use the iDog Canyon belt. That's what I use. Uh, no, I've
0: not tried
2: that one either. Yeah. So I was always I wore the original non-stop belt, um, and I loved it. Um, and then this one came on through Canny fit they, they were selling it, and I got it. And I, I, I know I, I couldn't think of going back to any other belt. I love it so. Oh wow! So what's good. what's so good about it? So you just don't even feel like you're wearing it. Um, I think um, that it's got a lovely swivel at the front. So wherever the dog goes, mm-hmm. so will, I could be running on the left-hand side and Brea decides that she wants to go to right. There is no pull for me. That like, There's no change in my belt, no mm-hmm. nothing. I, she just will move over and I'll move over behind her and stuff like that. So it, it, there, it's really... It's quite padded. Um, it sits very low, um, so it's got a real. Um, it just feels really supportive as well, and it just doesn't move. Um, whereas, I used to find sometimes on runs, I'd have to f- fix or adjust yeah, yeah. my belt <laughs> as I was running, but it doesn't move. Um, I absolutely love it. Oh, no, i
1: to have have. A yeah, look I'll have at to
0: that. check that out. Yeah, it's also and a very you... cool color. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <All> good. <laughs>
1: Um, do you use a different harness when you're canny hiking, or do you still use the same one? I
2: use the I don't I don't uh, no her racing harness is only for for yeah. canny cross. Um it's the non-stop line harness that I use for hiking. Oh. Okay, yeah. And and do you find that she's she she enjoys that as well? Even though... canny hiking, yeah, she loves that. Yeah. So with canny fit, they do uh, the blocks of of four weeks classes and then there's a canny hike. So every month there's a canny hike. Um, so there can be um, sort of up to 20 of us heading off into the hills um, with the dogs and she loves it, she really does Um, I I, I must admit I find them just a lot of fun as
1: well Yeah and, and do you travel far? Well, So when you go on to these, so I'm just interested now, Do you, when you do your four weeks of classes or whatever, and then go and do a Hack hike, do you travel a distance to go and do that? Or? So
2: they, they could be anywhere. So they could be Pentlands, which is in Edinburgh. So that's maybe about 20 minutes away from me. Or it can be over into Fife, which can be half an hour. Um but to be quite honest, I love them. That I would, you know, would travel up to an hour for that. But I don't really. That's about as much as I would need to for us to go to any of these kind of events. Yeah. Um, we're really as I say, just really
1: lucky. We've got. I've got know, ideas going on in my head, Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> come for a tour. <laughs> so, um, uh, so now, so any tips on uh, cold weather running? Any particular tips that layers. Above <laughs> gloves. Um,
2: I I have to. I get really cold hands and so hands. So um, I, um, I get that that white finger thing going on as well. Yeah, I just
1: had <laughs> so, that before we started, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, such a bizarre thing. So yeah, I have to wear gloves. Um, so as as much as middle aged and stuff, I don't. I'm not that. I'm not that affected by the temperature thing yet. Um, but yeah, I like I, I like to be cozy because I get cold really quickly after a run. Uh, for Brea n- I don't, she doesn't wear anything to run, but I would literally get her into a jacket, um, dried off um, my daddy's or whatever, and then into a jacket afterwards just to keep her cosy. I've got um, fleeced ones and I've got um, a man mat thermal one that she can wear as well, which just keeps
1: her cosy. I still like. It, I feel like a bad mum dog because we had a, who do we have on? We had someone, uh, was it the It physio? was Dominique. We yeah. were the
0: physiotherapy.
1: And uh, she was talking about how the fact that dogs should, whatever dogs should, after a run, because what's the difference between us and them? Mm-hmm. Cooling down. and walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel really bad and I still haven't got anything yet. <laughs> but anyway. So exciting. You've got another dog. I do. Oh, my God.
2: Um, yeah. anyway it, there, there's my hint for the day anybody thinking about getting a second dog going to be sick? It's, it's almost like the thought of having another child um yeah so much to my husband's yeah i think he would probably yeah he'd have a, he'd be pulling a face right now uh so we have now got harper uh, who is another span, spaniel um She's definitely wired a little bit differently than Brea. Um, I think she comes from very strong working stock. um, And so she has, she's a little bit more sprightly, a little bit more wired. um, And, um, but she is a gorgeous, she's just gorgeous. She she loves a cuddle. um, And... She's trying. Bria's Bria's very sort of indifferent. Um <laughs> they're not like they don't love each other, let's just say. Um, but they but they just put up with each other. So,
0: <laughs> just yeah. so how it. old's Harper? Harper's six months now. Yeah. So, so what so, prompted
2: what prompted getting a second dog then? A few things. Um, I, I always just thought it'd be nice to have two of them. I'd always seen always seen people with and all my every single one of my friends has got more than one dog. Um, you know, none of them have got one. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I should maybe think about the dog. I didn't think about my child, but I'll think about the dog <laughs> and I'll <a> be <wee> partner. <laughs> um and um it was just, I suppose there was the and haws, because obviously there was the whole furor through lockdown, about lockdown puppies and the prices and stuff like that. And I didn't want to do, we had been thinking about it previously. Friends we knew were, were breeding. Um, so it was a chance of knowing that where the dog was coming from, good stock, um, know the mum and dad, know the, the breeders and everything. Um, I think there's obviously, you know, Brea's four, um, I'm loving mechanic cross. I don't see me finishing, you know, anytime soon. We've got women that are still competing in their seventies in our league. Um, yeah absolutely amazing um in their you know their late 60s and 70s um I you know and I'd like to still be able to do something so um, not that I'm there I'm not I'm not, really no, there. No, not. <laughs> um but you know Brea's you know in four years time when Har- Harper was the same as Brea, Brea will be a veteran at that point um so I suppose there's a bit of a succession plan there as well oh. to have another dog come in um I've ran two dog uh just on social runs I've not raced two dog um it's, it, I find it life threatening enough just doing it on a social run um, whether I would race them I don't know as a two dog or whether I would just you know initially start off with Brea on the, sh- on the long course and do Harper on the short course to begin with and then take it from there so yeah she's a bit more timid than Brea so it will see whether she copes with the environment as well only to just make sure she's okay with that first.
1: I think it I mean I think if she's timid it's quite a good thing to do as well isn't it because we get a lot of reactive dogs in our and nervous dogs in our sessions and our groups and and just to see our, the, the difference I've seen in a lot of them just recently is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing once they get into that pack and start running um, yeah it's fantastic I have run two dogs once have you run two dogs Michelle
0: um, yes, but only small ones. So I've run Poppy together with Mum's Jack Russell, which was interesting because Poppy's very long legged and the Jack Russell will make up in speed what he lacks in leg length. So <laughs> that was quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I did I, I did picklin
1: a brother and he's not as keen to run as as she is. So that was that was quite interesting trying not to trip over him, but um two full on dogs would be quite interesting I think.
0: Yeah, two, yeah, um, two strong pulling dogs, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my yeah, then so to... runs
2: with uh, two golden retrievers. Oh, um, and she's, yeah, she's been wrapped around a few
1: trees.
0: Oh, um.
1: no. no. <laughs> Perhaps we need to, yes. Yeah, yes. No, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't think I could do that. But it will be interesting to see how she. Because she's going to be very different for Brea, isn't she? So. yes. yes, I'm trying
2: to introduce already sort of lefts and rights when we're out on walks, overs and on buys and stuff. So she's just beginning with that sort of early cues um, and given there, but... Um, yeah, but she's also extremely easy to train. Um, she's very switched on in her puppy training and her obedience training and stuff like that. We're going to be doing some scent work with her this weekend as well. So um, she, she's she's very clever. So I think she will be able to pick up things quite well. Yeah. Uh, and she loves running. She's just like
0: sh- sh- all over the place. <laughs> oh, I look forward to seeing how she does it. And thank you for joining us. I look forward to seeing how you get on with, with two dogs when you finally introduce Harper to running yeah yeah Yeah, it should be interesting (laughs) no
1: that's been brilliant and I hope it uh motivates other people to get out there and give it a go because it doesn't matter how nervous you are to start off off with it um it does become as you say part of your life doesn't it end, and it is that bonding as you know Michelle and I go on about it all the time the bonding between you and your dog so that's wonderful yeah Yeah. whatever Cool. Thank, well, thank you. you very much thank for
0: having you, me. Thank you, so much thank for you. joining us. You're welcome. Bye. Oh, thank you.